Hello, everybody, and welcome to BulbaCast, episode number 13 of season 2. I am T.S.S. Killer, of course, and I have been here for a few weeks, and I'm glad to be back. So I'm going to introduce everybody right now. First, we're going to have Satoshi-kun. Hello. You have our cake, the Bulba Garden Webmaster. Hello, everyone. We have Jotini927 from Brinstar Depths in Bulba Garden. Hey, Shane. guys. <laughs> And uh, we have Misty, also from Bulba Garden. Hi. And finally, we have the webmaster with the most from Pokemon Palace Network, PPN Steve. Hey, everyone. How's it going? And we are going to have a great cast for you tonight. Um, we have a special guest later to discuss uh, Movie 9. But first, before we do that, I want to hand things over to Arkeck because he has something to speak about. So go right ahead. Okay, now some of you people have probably already seen the uh, Japanese episodes from this week, so you might have already noticed this. But for the rest of you, uh, a little thing has come out in the trailers for the newest movie in Japan. Um, to put it bluntly, it looks like Pidgeot's returning. Ash is clearly seen riding around on him uh, and commanding him and battling with him and it's uh well it's interesting that they actually brought something back from Kanto and of course that opens up the door for a lot more to come back from there if they intend to I mean obviously Pidgeot was pretty damn popular I don't know if uh, Butterfree or uh, Primate could potentially come up but uh maybe Charizard well I said well, that's another possibility, too. He's certainly come back enough times before. Uh-huh. He's really gone by the end of the episode. This is an interesting development. Yeah. Fresh, I mean, too. I mean, we don't actually know that Pidgeot's staying, which is something, but... Even if he makes a guest appearance, that's a big deal. Well, yeah. Or maybe the movie's going to be a complete flashback to the Kanto era. Well, I don't really think that could work. Well, the thing is, okay. his his a uh, yeah. Well, isn't there space and time involved no. in the? Here's here's a here's a thing though. The That's the yeah the the mm-hmm. the, con, the there are continuity issues with the movies though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some for some yeah because you might have some characters reappearing and they haven't seen them in an anime for a long time for the longest time mm-hmm. so it could be a possibility. I mean, Misty maybe Misty. Huh? Mm-hmm. Very, very, um, it's very possible. I could tell you that. Because remember, it does not have to go, the movies do not have to follow the timeline of the anime. That's very true. Just remember that. I think they do so try to keep That's hot news, everyone. You uh, heard it first on Bulbacast. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Bulbacast with all the great news. You better have heard it here first. We'd be pretty upset if someone else published that first. <laughs> Now, let's get the ball rolling with our first call, and the first call on tonight will be Full Master, so let's get him in right now. Hello, Full Master. Welcome to the Cast episode number 13 of Season 2. Hey. Hello, guys. Hey. Hello, there, good sir. Hey, Full Master. How are you, and um, what's your question? Um, how do you see Pokemon's popularity in the next 10 years? Hmm. Haven't we done Very this one question. recently? 
Kind of. We have. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think we'll have a, a, a brief peek with the diamond and pearl and PBR releases here in the next year or so, and that it'll ride that peak for a little while and dwindle just back down to its normal. Nah. With the general direction the anime is taking right now, it actually has the uh, has the possibility to succeed. A little bit of a it higher um, age level this time around, and th- that's the age level that's really selling anime at the moment. Yeah, I was going to qualify what I said with yeah. that. Uh, just has to depend on the. Is going to increase. Just, We're going to get a lot older um, fan yeah. base. Yes, it's it's uh, going to entail to the first generation, and if the first generation can be. Um, yeah. satisfied by these things even though I highly doubt it that's going to continue on but mm. it's not going to have as much popularity as it did when it first came out no it's it's it's, it's yeah, yeah. It, it, it's mad it's, it's mad it's, it's, it's peak it's all it, it's it's, a, it's, mm. it's going to have the teenage fan base this time with the um fan service well I think in it's order for them to be like already... second or third generation fans this time around and that's other people wow. who are currently getting into all the new series is all right. <laughs> anyway, FM, uh, what other questions do you have? CN's giving a lot of hype into the Diamond and Pearl series. With that being said, how do you think it will correspond with the fame that the games will have in America? Mm. Timing is going to be everything. Yeah. Mm. Yes, and um, considering that uh, DP is going to debut about two weeks before the games come out, that's definitely going to spur some hype. I, I would have hoped mm-hmm. so, uh, what cartoon's going to do a preview? Probably episode one. Yes, it's going to do. Well, three they've already, they've, do three. Yeah, they already, they've already announced three episodes, but they're not going to air in the same day. Not like uh, DP in Japan. Well, they're going to actually pre premiere three episodes. Yeah. yeah but, Last time yeah, I read it. Said yeah, but one. yeah, but it's going to be on three separate days. Ah. Well, I would hope. Uh, yeah. That's news. That, that mm-hmm. is definitely news, yeah. And um. And I can tell you right now, I am not going to watch a dish soap on my television, okay? Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting Dawn because Dawn is a dish soap. And Dawn, <laughs> Dawn and Paul, the the, the, Paul. the guy. I'm telling you, the writers must have uh, went into a supermarket, bought the products that they, they probably bought. Mrs. Paul's fish sticks. Like, oh yeah, we're going to name this guy Paul, and I'm going to buy dish soap. So that's probably Dawn, what happened. Indeed. Dawn just makes me think of the girl from Buffy. That's pretty much all I think of. So 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 great. What what are the next characters going to be? Mr. Bubbles and Palmolive? <laughs> <laughs> Satoshi, you just cut a Listerine. <laughs> what does it do? It makes Team Rocket's teeth sparkle and clean. Meow, that's right. Cartoon Network obviously wanted to do this so they can build up hype for the games because obviously if they like the syrup, if they if the uh, viewers like the series, they'll go out and buy the games. Whole mass marketing gibberish and all of that, and hopefully it will be up on a positive note. Actually, they did I'm, that for Indigo. I'm willing to, I'm willing to bet that it's the other way around. How so? Cartoon Network is airing the anime because of the pending game release. And also. The reason why is I think they could fit that 52-episode quota that they wanted to fit. Well, they're not marketing it that way, though. They're changing the season. They're telling us it is a preview of the coming season. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. They're going to air those three episodes again next summer when they start the Diamond and Pearl. They did this with advance. They did this with advance. One thing I've noticed was when the... The ads for DP started on CN. They kept naming it season nine, season ten. I mean, sorry. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is because it's, it's yeah. technically a new, new place, new time, new genre. Or you can't call it genre, mm. but you know what so I mean. New era. The fifty-two episode yes. thing is probably gone. It would, time will tell uh, whether the preview of sorts will have an effect on the game sales, but. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe so. But we'll have to. We have to take a look uh, at the numbers at probably the end of May because that'll be the most accurate. Because you have to give it a month's time. Mm-hmm. Got anything else for us? Uh, no, that's about it. And thank you, FM, for calling, right. man. Thank you for having and me. And you have a yes. Bye. You're welcome. You have a great night, and uh, hopefully we'll call again. 
You too. Thank you. All right. All Take right. care. Bye. Right. See you. And now we're going to go to the question of the week. And now here's Satoshkun. The question of the week was to give a fourth generation Pokemon to any of the characters who are no longer in the Pokemon anime, such as May, Misty, Max, Tracy, you know, anyone you wanted to, and any fourth generation Pokemon, and to possibly at least give a reason why you wanted to do that. So, first, I have Fabu Vinny who wrote. He would give Max a Munchlax, since he probably won't be getting any Pokemon of his own in this generation. Getting to see him look after May's Pokemon in Pebblebrick City would be great, especially Munchlax after his scenes with it in Battle Frontier. Well, yeah, that works. May would be given a Leafeon, this being the reason for her to take a quick journey to Sinnoh. He also thinks it would be a good plotline for Dawn to be inspired by this and end up with a Glaceon. He'd give Misty a Finneon. Obviously, it has to be a water Pokemon, and it can't be Piplop, Weasel, or a Legendary. He, he just likes Finneon the best out of all the remaining options, and he thinks it would be a good way to show the underwater Pokemon. And he'd also give Tracy a Porygon-Z in a trade as part of a research for Professor Oak. The Fang has as much chance of appearing in the anime as Tracy has of catching a new Pokemon. <laughs> okay, Habuneku says that Max should get May's Munchlax. Well, that's a second person saying Max should get a Munchlax, so I think Max should get a Munchlax. His reasoning behind this is their friendship really seemed tight, and sometimes it seemed much Munchlax was more Max's Pokemon than May's. That too seemed like for others, in his opinion. And if May started off, or if if Max started off his journey. Habuneku is sure that May would be more than willing to lend him that for protection until he gets his starter. Alright, and Great Liver, uh, his answer would he'd like Tracy to get a Bronzor just to add, add to the hodgepodge of creepers his team consists of. He could really see Misty getting Finneon or Lumineon since they're a lot like Goldeen, but he really thinks it would be funnier to see her get stuck with the Hippodon just since they hate water even though they're hippos. <laughs> He'd like to see Max get an Eastern Celus or and a Skorupi as a starting bug. Aside from wanting Evie to evolve into Glaceon from May, he'd like to see her get a Stunky. Hate it just because it looks horrible, but then learn to work with it. And those are the answers to the question of the week. And our question for next week comes from our friend Sunane, who has just left to live with her fiancé. We will miss her. I miss you already, Sunane. But her question... Yes, yes. She says, the Diamond and Pearl features have been all announced. Is there something that you would have added to the games that aren't included in the fourth generation games? Question of the week. Have fun, guys! <laughs> Thank you, Zalushkun, for that wonderful insight. April Fools! As we take this break, let's take this time out and say... We're going to have this commercial break, and we're going to be right back right after these messages. So don't go away. Bulbas, meet the Bulbas. We're a Pokemon community. From the former garden, we're not showing on the telly. Let's work with the guys down the street. Through the Bulbacast, we can meet. When you're with the Bulbas, have a Pika Pikachu time. Alright, you time, we'll have a May old time. Someday, maybe your cake will win the fight, and that Joe will shut up for the night. When you're with the Bulbas, you'll have a Pika Pikachu time. Alright, you time, we'll have a May old time. Erica! Okay, anyway, we're going to talk about movie 9 now, so we have Inner Liger here. So let's discuss and get to business. 
Yay. Yes, let's discuss. All right. So just to get everybody back up to speed, the dub version aired this past Friday on Cartoon Network, and the Japanese version has been out for a few days now, and people have watched it, I imagine. I also wrote an article for um, for PPN's newsletter letter, uh, stating about this. I, I do not... Th- this has been a, a downfall of uh, Movie 8, uh, since Movie 8, rather, because, um, I don't know, it just didn't, ha- it just didn't capture the magic. Manaphy didn't exactly click. Sorry. It, it seriously clicked for me. It really did, and yeah, but yeah, but the problem this? is it has the yeah it didn't have exactly the as much expectations that I would have uh, expected. But well, you know, yeah. it, it wasn't as good as Lucario, but it was light years better than Jirachi or Deoxys. Mm. Mm. Yeah, movie yeah was, any uh, any any a shoe is better than the Deoxys movie house. That's 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 my opinion on that. All right. Well, let's see what our guest has to say. Yes, and Liger, uh, you wanted to comment on movie nine, so give us your opinion, please. Well, a long opinion, short. Uh, while it wasn't probably as good as movie eight by a whole mile, I I uh, enjoyed movie nine quite a bit, uh, much more so than movie four, or movies four and uh, seven. Uh, I would probably say that I probably enjoyed movie six just as much as movie nine, uh, but it's been almost ages since I've seen uh, movie six. Um, but I certainly enjoyed it, and actually I thought that the uh, new dub was actually excellent from uh, the yes. first hour that I saw. Yeah, I will that's... say this, adding my thoughts to it. Um, the dub was very good, and the lines were not you know, not completely true because you have to change things to fit lip flaps for the yeah. American version. Well, they do, but you don't really have to. Right. But well, I, they do I, because they're perfectionists. But the uh, one, the one thing that did irk me was there was a, a music change, just one though, as opposed to the millions of music changes in the um, television previous, series, uh, previous um, four kids releases of the movies. Oh, what was the music change in this movie? The one music change, without really going to, well, I guess it wouldn't count as a spoiler so much, but. In the scene when Jackie explains, you know, why he became a uh, Pokemon Ranger, you know, there's a flashback, and he's shown with uh, the horde of Pokemon in the cave uh, when he's stuck in, and that's yeah. where the music change is. Because um, uh, th- in the original, there was, like, as uh, someone put it earlier, a doo-wop version of uh, Spurt playing in the background, and now they changed it with something a little bit more, I wouldn't say rock Rockish or rockabilly, but uh, uh, something Some that soothing music. Yeah, like it is a contrast from the you know BGM that we're used to from the original Japanese music. But actually, in my opinion, it fits well uh, yeah. in the in the movie, and yeah. I think it continues on into uh, like I don't remember if the original version uh, continued on into the scene with uh, you know where we see Man- uh, Manaphy swimming with uh, Haruka or Mei. But I thought it worked pretty well, actually. And yeah. in my opinion, it's like the best musical change that they did out of all the movies, uh, save for a few orchestral moments in uh, the uh, Warner Brothers uh, um, movies, you know, uh, movies mm-hmm. one and two, I think. Movie three, I can't remember that one. But anyways, yeah. Warner Brothers mm-hmm. released that also. Yeah, one and two had, I think, actually had better music in the dub than the, in the original. I disagree with my... that because they just. I disagree uh, also. For some of the music they picked, uh, ooh, the latest stars, ooh, here's the Backstreet's. Well, we're talking about we're talking uh, about the orchestral music, not the pop crap that mm. uh, we all loathe. Uh, on yeah. the, in the ah, I can't say the word. But anyways. Yeah. Okay. Well, right. from the sounds of it, then the change that they made was to music that was supposed to try and get an emotional response from the audience, and they tried to change it to something that would get the same sort of emotional response out of Americans that the original music would have got out of Japanese. In which yeah. case, right. that's a fair enough change. But also, in Japanese movies, there's uh, quite a few scenes, you know, where there's very minimal or no music, and, you know, American, well, kids, you know, do, uh, they're not used to, apparently they're not used to having, you know, extended it's scenes without music, right? Yeah. Well, the reason, the reason why it's all about attention because you know the, uh, I hate to admit this, but I think uh, U.S. children have uh, less attention spans than Japanese children, so they can 
they're yeah, not yeah. used to uh, than most in general. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, I mean, there's actually studies being done on that that I've looked at as part of my business studies, like for advertising, and it's really interesting, actually, what kinds of changes you need to make to advertising and to movies and all sorts of other things like this when you aim them at children simply because of the differing attention spans. Yeah, exactly. What did you think of the um, the actual script dub versus the uh, original Japanese? Right before the so dubs, like I barely had time to uh, watch it. Uh, in fact, I didn't even realize uh, at the time that the dub was actually this uh, past week on Friday. Like I knew it was coming up, but um, but anyways, actually it was kind of, quick. It was safe for a few comical changes, you know. But uh, I but if you ask me, I thought uh, them staying pretty much faithful to the original was uh, the best thing that's happened to any of the Pokemon movies, you know, right? Because they didn't make, they didn't go uh, the extra mile to localize, you know, so many things. Like, sure, they could have, sure, they could have kept the original name of the temple, but uh, I think the new one, it's just, the English one is just as fine. Uh, Well, yeah, they did do a little bit to compensate for an American audience. Yeah, because, like, you know, there's always certain words that we can... But they didn't do plot changes like they've been yeah. known to do. There were important yeah. lines that were... Uh, important lines were left yeah, in. They put some uh, almost puns directly translated but, before, yeah. but that was about it. I'm sorry, Jason, that did not work because we all talked okay. at the same time. Go. No, I'm not... Okay, <laughs> come on, I'll some... okay, go ahead. Damn it. <laughs> Well, if I, if I want to add something here, to note the length of the movie. Um, the length of the movie for the Japanese version is 1 hour, 46 minutes, and 38 seconds. The dub one is a little over 1 hour, 41 minutes. Well, of course, mind, uh, that could uh, be a TV that's, thing, that's too. Probably, that's probably due to time yep. cuts in television. Also, due to the fact uh, that the, the U.S. version does not have a full-length ending, I imagine. Well, maybe not for no, fan version, because I have time no. cuts, well, commercials, all those other I, things. You I, might want I, have the coloring I, contest. I probably wouldn't uh, really take into account the uh, running time until we actually see what's on the DVD. Because remember, exactly. when Movie 7 premiered uh, last year, or was it 2005? Um, like, it was last people, year. Yeah, okay. There's some people that are scared that, uh, you know, the Jesse's uh, butt scene uh, would get cut out of the DVD, right? And of course, mm. it turns out nothing got cut out of the DVD. In fact, what we ended up video was was actually the original theatrical print, and what the Japanese ended up on the DVD with was a reanimated version, a la Mewtwo Strikes Back. You know, because like well, even then we had uh, the altered version as well for the movie one. But yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I'm just trying to say, you know, like. Because also the US TV ver- broadcast did not show the ending theme song, so um, I really wouldn't really take anything, anything into account until, you know, the DVD comes out in April, right? Right. Now, Cartoon Network did say this was the theatrical release version, obviously, and they aired it in Letterboxd Wide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, yes. Kudos yes. to them for... And we know already, without even checking, that the DVD release was most likely is going to be full screen. Yeah. Uh, also, um, yeah. the, the uh, last Pokemon movie was. Did it have a surround track or not? Do we? Know? No, it didn't. This no. one like, had no. a surround track for the um, for Dolby Pro Logic for the um, broadcast release. I would be guessing they would also have a Dolby Digital soundtrack for the DVD. I'm sure it'll be in the DVD because of the water element and it's really helpful for positioning in the water. Yes. Moving along on this a little bit. Overall, what's your opinion on the story? The actual storyline of Movie 9? Um, what's my opinion? Good well, like, um, I think it's just pretty much standard children's fare. Um, like, nothing too special, you know, but nothing too, you know, childish, right? Like, um, like, I, I like... I, Come on, a pirate? <laughs> well, the pirate was a refreshing change in a, in Pokemon because I... And the parrot, no less. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cliche. Cliche, cliche. Yeah. No. Well, uh, the one cliche I kind of missed was the R-A-T. 
I know. I was waiting for that too. <laughs> I really was. Come on, I was gonna. Oh, come on, you have to say but, it once in this. Movie. Well, you ah, can't expect it. every bloody pirate to, you know, say "r." You know, "r." My opinion of the movie. Well, I enjoyed it. I, I think it's on par with Juachi uh, Wishmaker. So, um, like not. It's still it's still better than uh, movie six though because movie six plot was kind of boring. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, well, in some ways, yeah. Just and, a, at least it had some and, kind of a story. I mean, yeah. Just here. a brat and the uh, like, I, I think if if anything, move. I think movie nine was basically yeah. a uh, Haruka version of movie six, only with an added pirate, mm. uh, new Pokemon. Um, yeah. Well, actually, I think it, I, I think it, I think it combined elements of movie two and movie six. Really. Also, two? combined movie elements two of uh, Laputa, Castle in the Sky, in a way. I think what helped is having an actual villain. I think the, yes. the lack of real yeah. villains in recent movies mm. has hurt them substantially. Yeah, like uh, I would probably say Butler didn't even really count so much as a villain in movie six. Um, like he wasn't scary enough. Well, I think Phantom wasn't really scary either, but I mean, he made more of an interesting villain than uh, Butler did. Um, yeah, because because basically he was he was uh he was portrayed by the as a protagonist throughout the entire movie until the very end. Do you think the movie nine had any kind of impact or um, relation to the current anime? Uh, to be to be honest, I have anime? not uh, watched the uh, anime in years. Like I've seen a few episodes here. Okay, and so you don't have an opinion. No, I can't. But, I honestly can't say I have an opinion. Okay. All right, so I just wanted to quickly jump back to the villains thing for a second but I thought it very sure. interesting when we saw this um, like Team Rocket magazine or newspaper or newsletter or whatever the hell it was with uh, that captain guy in there. I mean he's obviously then a member of Team Rocket or an affiliated organisation unless yeah, that whole that, thing yeah. and I mean well, wasn't... He could have bought an ad too. Uh, there weren't they're like a, on, he had a, he had a Jesse and James ad in there or something. I, I'm, sh I mean, I can't remember if it was from there or if it was from some other episode or something. But I didn't we see them in that thing trying to sell something? I have to wonder if it was related to that thing that uh, Annie and Oakley had that Lawrence the Third was in. Or yeah, it was in here. Possibly. It could be tying some little elements together here and there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like the villains in the Pokemon universe are really all that powerful, but there's a lot of them out there, obviously, and we never seem to hear about them until they cross paths with uh, Satoshi and the gang, so it's nice to actually see some linkage there, and it could actually be like linking into the proper anime itself and doing a little building there. Well, yeah, you, we got to realize the Pokemon world is so vast and, and spread out. Yeah, you know, yeah, you had. We haven't seen everything. Yeah, because of, there are many more people to meet, many more regions to go. Exactly. I mean, I mean, the person can't go to. Well, the person can't go to. I would imagine a person can't go to every single region quite easily. I mean, you have to travel many, many, many miles, and, and uh, I think that's a, a task for most people. I imagine. So the writing has definitely gotten better, in my yeah. opinion, anyway. And I think, I think those uh, writers yeah. have translated over to the movies quite well. I, I, I can't fault the story, okay? It was fairly well developed for being cheesy. I can say, I can uh, say one thing about uh, PUSA now. You know, everyone's got this bad image of them, but after this movie now, we can definitely tell that they do know what they're doing. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, like for, there was minimal changes, which is yeah, great. something you want to see. It's, minimal it's changes just like, is wonderful. Yeah, I think that PUSA here with the anime has done the exact same thing they di they did with the TCG. They let or it. they're trying to work it. Yeah. yeah, they gave another company the rights to it for a few years, watched them, learned how they did things, and uh, then they took those rights back and they went and did it themselves and did it just as good, if not better, mm -hmm. after well, a few stumbling steps to start with. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say though that we'll um, uh, may, it's like what you know, Four Kids was doing to the anime, like as they seem to do with any of the other properties. That you know, they I don't know for some reason they seem to intentionally like botching some parts of the anime, 
it's like all they care about is the uh, money, you know? It's like they don't give mm. a crap about the actual anime itself. Hence, hence why One Piece ultimately failed, and uh, I think maybe Sonic X as well, but I'm not sure. It's all, all about volume to them. Yeah. Like, and actually, they're, lo- they're, the quality they're losing profits, too. And I, I just read on Anime News Network last week that uh, they posted uh, one of their quarter reports. Uh, so let me pull it up. Yeah, it wasn't happening. Yeah, mm. and, uh, and there's, a, there's, com- there's some uh, business company or commentator that made, basically made fun of them. Well, you know, they made their own bed. Now they got to sleep yeah, in yeah. it. Mm-hmm. One piece for four kids yeah. was an absolute train wreck of an investment. It was a hugely expensive property in Japan, and they yes. took it and went, we can't show this to children, we've got to dumb it down, which was totally the wrong decision to make. No, I mean, you look at Naruto, it's aimed at the same age group, and it didn't have to dumb itself down, and it still worked. They knew what they wanted their target market to be, but they bought these things that in Japan had the same target market, and then realised after they'd bought them that... Oh, the things that appeal to that target market in Japan don't appeal to the same target market over here. I wanted to say one thing about uh, four kids. You know, since um, you know they're they're like a network that likes to run a lot of animes too. And you know, when they run a lot, you know, they have to like you know, kind of you know they have to monitor a bunch at one time. But like you know, ever since PUSA got you know the rights to Pokemon, they just focus on Pokemon itself and not have to focus on many other things like Four Kids does. That's true, too. Mm. So we can actually have a better um, U.S. anime. Yeah. Yeah. They're more dedicated to the thing than uh, well, the other guy. They would be more true to, to the original, yeah. I would hope. Mm-hmm. They, they, they know, Whereas they know. four kids are general and they have to target everybody where mm. Pokemon USA can really focus on the Pokemon fan and then go after the general market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly because remember they have they have uh because remember four kids have their own uh, quota and uh yeah. you know yeah. uh, well, target you know, audience the, that they have before it's the, if you build it they will come thing. Yes, exactly. So if you provide a quality product people will come and watch it. We should probably get back to the discussion of the ninth movie now, Bob. I feel it was true to the original Japanese version. For the most part, but um, like overall, it just wasn't the best movie. Yeah, yeah it had a little bit of bore. To it was it. too simple. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, well, it had a decent story, and it was a well-wound, grounded story. But I like. I mean, yeah. personally, I'd like to make them. Uh, I mean, I'd like to see them. Sorry, uh, see them make a Pokemon movie that you know is kind of like as long as say a Harry Potter movie, and also a little bit more mature, just like you know how the. The Harry Potter movies, you know, mm-hmm. they're getting more mature mm-hmm. and better with each movie, right? But I'm mm-hmm. saying, like, I want to see them make, like, a uh, Harry Potter-length Pokemon movie and make it not just for, you know, y- younger or older kids, but also for, you know, teenagers and maybe for not adults, too, you know? I think exactly. if we see that, it'll either be an OVA or it won't well, actually know, I... include the main cast of characters from the anime, because... I'd like to see more OVAs targeted to uh, the American market. Yeah. yeah. Well, it would be targeted to the Japanese market as well. I mean, well, there first, are a lot of that, older Pokemon fans there. A lot of that there. stuff doesn't come here. Like, they have Pokemon Sunday, which is just, like, totally insane. Random. Yes. yes. Oh, I want, I want just, Pokemon on Sunday. Why don't we have something cool like that here? Why don't we get... I mean, okay, yeah, we got some of the other OVAs, like in the form of Chronicles, but uh, that's well, not that's not the, that's not the fifth of it. There was honestly, yeah. there was the, more rewind. There was the honestly, they could probably do Pokemon Sunday fairly cheaply in America just by grabbing for the hosts a couple of the uh, bigger names from the existing Pokemon fandom. Yeah, they, they, then they could throw it into syndication. That, that, that's the whole thing. All right, yeah, then, thank you so much for this in-depth. Uh, Conversation. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no problem. Anytime. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely I'll, have to again. Yeah. Sure. What? If I'm yeah, if I'm around, just uh, sure. Give me a shout. As long as it's not something to do with the episodes, that's fine. Because I I'm actually out of date as far as the episodes are concerned. Okay. And right. uh, by the way, Archaic is very nice to hear you in uh, person. Uh, well, uh, your voice at least. Uh, I don't believe we've ever chatted before. Uh, Probably not. Too. I don't think. Yeah, and to everyone else, uh, nice talking to you again. Um, Thank you. Thank you for being you on the Bulbacast. No yeah, problem. I, 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 I enjoyed my time on here. Thank you very much. 
Pleasure of bringing in Pokemon Trail Lisa next for Colin, so let's get her in right now. Hello. 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 Hi. 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 Um, okay. Um, do you think the Pokemon anime and its staff receives enough recognition in Japan? If not, why do you think people don't ap- appreciate the wonderful storylines and animation that the series brings? It receives more than enough. Each yeah. Usually one in the box office, except for... Uh, um, no. not exactly. No, behind, it's either behind, I think last, last time it was behind... Uh, um, Howl's Moving Castle. Yes, Howl's Moving Castle. It was only behind that. It beat Naruto, though, for a few weeks. I know Zen cool. is, a, is a big Japanese uh, movie statistics uh, person, so he knows uh, well, more we, about it. Uh, I mean, it's worth mentioning here. In Japan, Pokemon shows on the same day as Naruto. They're the two biggest anime for that age group. They're, they're both shown in prime time right after the news in the big anime on when? Wait, is it Wednesday or Thursday? It's Thursday. Thursday, yeah, because Pokemon move from Wednesday to Thursday. That's correct. Okay. Um, but that's the biggest thing in Japan currently. I mean, there's a huge amount of recognition from the fans to the amount of work they do. They basically do actually uh, create an episode a week to make sure they keep up with what they've got on TV. They don't take very many breaks whatsoever. And usually when they do take a break, it's because they're doing an hour episode for later. So these guys have to pump that stuff out very quickly, and they do it very well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's especially uh, significant when you compare it to something like Naruto, which uh, actually has a manga to draw all its material off, and when it went through the filler arc where it didn't have that, it had a noticeable drop in quality, whereas you go to Pokemon, and it's never had an, an it's never had a manga to draw stuff from. It's always had to do it new every single week. Right. The manga, in fact, of Pokemon is basically drawn off the anime or the games. Yeah, they've got... It's not the other way around. It's not, you know, manga first and then anime or games or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just wanted to mention something quickly there about, like, how long you mentioned the Pokemon franchise being going. Pokemon is now as much a part of the... Uh, culture of the uh, younger people in Japan as is Detective Conan or uh, Super Sentai or um, (laughs) it it has the same position in Japanese society now as those things have had. So Lisa, Hmm? what else do you have for us, if anything? Okay, well um, I'm not sure if this question was asked before but um, it may have been talked before in a previous podcast, but anyway. Okay, if Pokemon existed in, in our world today, what do you imagine would happen as a result of these creatures ex- existing? And would this event dramatically change anything for us in our daily lives? Yeah, I'd have uh, my yeah, Charizard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and there would be a lot of fires in my neighborhood. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's accidental be- fires, fire department. Uh, I don't know about let's- accidental. Let's be perfectly honest here. If there were lots of Pokemon all around the place in the real world right now, you would have wars. Definitely. And, uh, I would be arrested for smoking Bulbasaur. Not to mention whatever. <laughs> like they would be using yeah. them in the war on Iraq. <laughs> the aver- the fact that the average person though would have them would that would change things dramatically. I mean, every single Pokemon, let's be honest here, in the real world, with real world physics, if they could really use those attacks, every single Pokemon can kill a human like that. 
It's simple, easy. They'd be weapons of mass destruction. And if yes. Pokemon were that widespread, uh, honestly, if there wasn't They'd be the species. If there wasn't immediate government uh, uh, regulation of them, and if humans weren't able to actually tame them very quickly, etc., etc., then you would very quickly have a lot of humans dead. And I mean, it seems to be all over the place. Unless of course and humans re- are, unless of course humans are somehow partially immune to Pokemon attacks. I don't know. <laughs> no. Well, I think well, the interesting thing would be that yeah. you would probably have a lot of religious fanatics declaring them to be uh, agents of the devil. So. Oh goodness. <laughs> anyway, I think um, it's yeah, time. Let's, um, yeah. Let's move I, on. Yeah, I think it's time to move on because I think uh, we spent a lot of time <laughs> Bulbacast and. It was an interesting conversation, though. Yes, it was. Thanks, yes, it was. Thanks, thanks uh, you. for the, all the uh, conversation. You're welcome. <laughs> all right, you take care now. You too. And yeah. good night. <laughs> Bye-bye. Good night. Yep. Very good call once again, PTL. You know, this... Interesting subject. Interesting subject. Hey, this indeed, is the kind of thing that we'd talk about in that Pokemon World Forum on Bulbagarden. That's the kind <laughs> yeah. of thing that should be going there. <laughs> I just wanted to ask the other people we have in here today what you all think of the new dub now as opposed to what you thought, say, a couple of months ago or originally. All I've seen was the, with the new dub actors is the Mastermind special, and I think people have been replaced then and so forth. And I, normally I just watch the raw episodes, so it's, I mean, I can't really comment too much on the dubs. I yeah, mean, yeah, me neither. I can't, I can't do any, yeah. I don't have any jurisdiction on dub either because I don't yeah. watch it. But I know there's well, a lot of people who can only watch the dubs. Uh, not going to name, not going to name any people. Not going to name uh, specific people in question, but they don't know who they are. <laughs> well, no, I was right just going to say no, because no, people no, don't no. understand Japanese. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people who can't watch the Japanese episodes uh, either because they just aren't able to get them, or because they can't understand Japanese even if they could get them. So a lot of people can only watch the dubs. So I'd exactly. like to know what everyone thinks about it now that we've had time to cool down and not be so crazy as we all were initially. Well, for the dub, you know, it's really easy to see since the Mastermind aired, you know. When we first saw Mastermind, we were like, wow, these dub names really, really do really, you know, suck, basically. Yeah. But now, but now after, um, you know, after they've gotten into their roles pretty much over the past, I don't know how much, like six months or so, probably longer, you know, they've, they've played into their role more and they've gotten used to their characters. So now... You know, we can definitely tell from watching the the ninth movie that just showed. We could tell that you know they're really into their character now, and then you know they got the voices down pretty much to a cue. But the only one that I'd say you know that still has a little bit of trouble is Ash's new voice actor, because you know she's yeah, she still has to get used to it a little more. But everybody else, I'd have to say, is pretty much into their role and pretty good at acting. Yeah. Not yeah. to mention that uh, the original narrator is back, so at least yeah, that's good. That's one. Yeah, that's that one. Good. Possible he doesn't know what he's saying. In the light of the tunnel. I just kind of want to echo Dratini's set sentiments that basically after after like maybe seven or eight episodes, everyone just basically, it seems like they pretty much started to get it, except for Ash's voice actor. But after movie nine, her performance there was just pretty much flawless. So Yeah, she, I'd say that too. If she continues wait, wait, that who? performance... Sarah, Ash's voice actor. I'm saying I have to disagree. Oh, I don't know. I say if she continues that kind of performance into Diamond and Pearl, perfect. It's it's pretty much all good now. I wonder if we could say here that Ash's voice is finally broken and he's starting to go through puberty. <laughs> I really wish they would go that route because that would really solve a lot of yeah, issues. Exactly. Continuity. It would, it would give an in-universe explanation for it, and it would be actually fairly good. Exactly. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask was, how are the new dub scripts, and are we uh, seeing lots of cuts? We should have Togasa back on here because he's the cut master. And yeah, with yes. his comparisons, he knows almost basically. We'll actually do a anime 
series episode with Dugasu just for yeah. that. Thanks, Archaic, for that uh, wonderful piece of discussion. And now we're going to go to our next column. Next column is going to be Karuka-chan, so let's get him in right now. Hello, Karuka-chan. Welcome to episode 13, Bulbacast, season 2. Konnichiwa, Karuka-chan. Yeah, I just got home from Hello. work. Oh, yes. Welcome. Yes. And, anyway, uh, nice to have yeah, you. Yes, uh, what's your question this week? Okay, this is not so much a question so much as a comment of what I think things are going to be like when the next generation comes out. Alright. Mm-hmm. The thing is that right now, basically, in the games, like not only in the games but on multiplayer, anyone who has strong, fast sweepers can pretty much be guaranteed victory unless their opponent is really smart. Next generation, things are going to be a little bit different. A few things why. First of all is that nice little move, Trick Room, that reverses the speeds around, basically. It makes it so things with higher speed go last, things with lower speed go first. And what's going to happen with that, like, say you got something really, really powerful, but is really slow, like Dust Noir. It's like base 100 attack, base 135 in each defense, base 45 speed. If it uses Trick Room, it's pretty much going to be an Uber. Mm-hmm. Good I mean, point. Yeah, it'll be well, going pretty much first over everything. And well, with 100 bases it's attack... It's going to change the whole environment of, the, of each battle is what it's going to do, is what he's saying. Well, what yeah. you're forgetting is that Trick People... Room is only five turns, and you have to switch out to it. If you use Trick Room with your Dusk, Dusk Noir or whatever, which is the popular choice on Battle Revolution, then you switch and you bring in your Rhyperia or whatever... It, it, that's basically, you've got three turns to do basically whatever. And I mean, and it's not like it's unstoppable or anything. I mean, I've run various calculations. You can send in your standard Suicune or uh, Swampert or Melodic or whatever, and it, it, you can pretty much stop it. It's not like it's invincible. It has a, it's not it like has it's invincible, m- yes, but it is going to change things. And the thing I, is, yeah, you don't have one. to switch out Dust Noir or have to use Trick Room. You can keep it in there and be using, like, Stab Shadow Punch or any of the elemental punches. Uh, nah, it only has 100 attack and it can't boost it. Trust me, you, there is a lot worse that can be done. And there's a lot... I mean, if you look at things like Choice Band, Tyranitar, and Heracross that are currently dominating the current me- the wi- Wi-Fi metagame, you... You, you realize that there's a lot of potent stuff out there that really has had a massive impact. And I think what Trick Room is really going to manifest itself, and this has made itself clear in Battle Revolution 2, is in uh, two versus two battles. Because, Which I was going to bring up if you hadn't interrupted yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Trick Room in two versus two five turns is an eternity, and you don't even have to switch. I mean, you have your Rhyperior or whatever already out. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of good future in it in one versus one, or two versus two, but one versus one, the use might be a little gimmicky. That's yeah. just my take. And, of course, that was my next point. There's that lovely attack called Gyro Ball that does damage based on speed, on the opponent's speed. It's a steel-type attack. It is one of the worst offensive types offensively in the game. It is hardly a big deal. Plus, you have to, even if you, I think, well, basically, the formula is base power. It's like 25 times your opponent's speed over your speed, and it maxes out if your opponent's speed is six times your speed. The best way to get that is with, like, Macho Brace or something, and that, that nulls having things like leftovers and choice bands that actually could make it potent. I, I've looked over Pokemon that are capable of that, and I don't think there's anything real noteworthy, so I might have forgotten something. Plus, of course, there's the million freaking clones of Quick Attack that are out now. And that's huh. not going to necessarily stop fast things, but it'll stop things that use reversal. That's for sure. I mean, a lot more counters for reversal out there now. There need to be, because now with Lucario, it's got Swords Dance and Crunch and Extreme Speed. It's resistant to Sand Strain, and it's got same type of attack bonus on, retur- on reversal. That I mean, that could basically sweep out an entire team if, it, if it's not well prepared. So that's, I'm kind of thankful for it, really. 
<laughs> yeah, everyone's been fangasming over Lucario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Great, great, uh, great comments all around. Okay. Uh, any other questions you might have, uh, Kurikachan? Um, not really, aside from the fact that I'm pissed off Sable I didn't get an evolution. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's a lot of that going around. Indeed. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Uh... Well, maybe next generation. Yeah, yep. well, yeah. at least we got, like, um, Spiritomb, or however you pronounce that out now, because, you know, then I can use it and, like, Sableye on 2 versus 2 and, like, play underused. <laughs> Yay! Just that I can say, ha, I'm using two different Pokemon, they don't have any weakness. Kiss my ass. Calm Nine Suicune has no weak. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Got anything else for us? Not really. Aside from the fact right, that, you then. know, my conversations are better than one blunt man has with you, because <laughs> mine are about the games, and you guys demanded more about the games, so I'm giving it to you. There you are. <laughs> really appreciate you everything you do. Yep, and uh, tell Blunt Man to love me. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, well, I'm done. All right. All right. And you Thanks take care. Thank you for coming. See you later. Bye. Before we go tonight, once again, you have to go to the places that we want you to go to. Servers, of course, irc.pocketmonsters.net. The channels are pound pocket monsters, pound bulba garden, pound bulba cast before the cha- the cast starts one hour before. Uh, the websites that you want to visit are pocketmonsters.net, pokemonpalace.net, and bulbagarden.net. So, for everybody here at BulbaCast, thank you to Misty, Dratini927, Archaic, PPN Steve, uh, Satoshi-kun, our special guest tonight in a Liger, our Collins Pokemon trainer Lisa, Fullmaster, and Kuduka-chan. This is TSS Killer saying to keep your Pidgeys safely flying and your monsters in your pocket. Good night, everybody. Stay in New York, you can use that, too. Johnny, I'm in a operation, eh?